The All My Favorite People podcast is proudly sponsored by Peace Love T-Shirts. Go to peacelovet-shirt.com to see the entire All My Favorite People collection of shirts, hats, and bags. While you're there, check out the other collections from our collaborators like Healing and Hope, The Controversy, and Ink Happy. Go to peacelovet-shirt.com and use code FAVORITE for $5 off your first order. Welcome to another episode of All My Favorite People. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Brittany Jones, and today with me, I have Michael Ballou. Hey, Michael, how are you? Hi, good. Good to, good to be on. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad you're here. Um, a little tiny bit about Michael before I have him share is that um, we were connected through my friend Michelle, who I kind of grew up next to. She's a few steps ahead of me in life. And um, she introduced us because Michael just has an incredible story. And um, I'm going to let him jump right in and share a little bit about yourself, Michael, if you would. And then we'll jump into your story and you can kind of share with us everything you've been going through over the last year or so. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, just a little background about me. I was born in Dallas, Texas. I uh, was raised there for a little bit. We moved um, to Alabama when I was about 10. Um, so really my teenage years was spent living in Alabama. Um, went to a very nice high school. Uh, had a lot of great friends growing up. I'm an, I'm an Eagle Scout. I was involved with a lot of team sports. Um, let's see what else. I joined the Air Force right out of high school. Um, and then about two years into training, I was at Panama City Beach and uh, was, on the, was on the beach. I was off duty. Um, I was still active duty, um, but you know, I wasn't training or anything. We were at the beach, uh, just having some fun. And I ran in, dove into the surf, into a part where I thought was a little bit deeper than it was. It wasn't. I rolled over my neck and I broke my C7 vertebrae. And so the diagnosis from that was a quadriplegia. Um, and so I have a couple of bones fused right now. Um, yeah. Wow. And for those of us that, you know, have never really experienced this or this with anyone in our family, can you explain what quadriplegic is? Because my husband was asking me paraplegic, yes, quadriplegic, just so we have an understanding. Yeah, so basically there's two types of injuries when you have a damage to the spine. And there's three different parts of the spine. There's the cervical, the thoracic, which is right under that, and then the lumbar. So if you uh, break, excuse me, if your spinal cord is damaged within the thoracic to lumbar, which is your back to lower back, um, it's what's called paraplegia. Um, and it affects your lower limbs. So your legs and the lower part of your trunk most of the time. When you damage your cervical, which is from the C1 right at the brain uh, brainstem to uh, that little bone that sticks up right at the base of your neck, the C7, 
um, when you break it and injure the spinal cord, it's what's called quadriplegia or tetraplegia, which is, um, it affects all four limbs. Um, so most of the time, if it's chronic, uh, you have um, your legs, excuse me, my legs are paralyzed and my motor function in my hands were um, affected. So all four limbs were affected by the break and that's really what quadriplegia versus tetraplegia is. Excuse wow. me, quadriplegia versus paraplegia. Yeah. So you seem like you're just in your demeanor, you seem very okay, I guess is maybe a good word to use. What? Yeah, no, what, I, <laughs> what's going on with you? Like, how, how do I see a smile on your face today? Right. So uh, very early on in the injury, I made the decision that um, how I come across mentally in the especially acute phase of the injury um, is going to determine my attitude moving forward. Mm -hmm. And not only my attitude, but there's a saying to think is to create, right? So I thought, you know, and I was very lucky to have this insight. I think it's such a such an early time. Um, but basically, if and it's way more complex than this, but the basic idea is if you think about good things, if you think about, you know, moving forward in life, you're gonna gravitate towards that general beingness. And if you put in misery or depression or whatever that looks like for whoever it is, um, in my opinion, you move towards that. And so I decided, you know, I'm going to walk again. I have plans on reenlisting. I have plans to, you know, jump and run and all that sort of stuff wow. again. So in order to move forward, I just chose positive from a very early stage and um, you have, you have a shirt on that, uh, yeah. Michelle. So my, my girlfriend's mom is Michelle. Yeah. Um, that's how we know each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she, that's why she made those shirts is because I've told a lot of people, like when they asked me why I was in the hospital for eight months, like, you know, oh, you must've had some dark days, like really bad times. I was like, nope, no, I've had, I've had a couple of, uh, disappointing moments and uh, little snippets of time where maybe it didn't look all the brightest, but I, I, I don't really have bad days. Mm. It's pretty impressive seeing as though so many of us walk around perfectly, you know, healthy and we can't say that. So it's truly inspiring to hear you say something like that. Are you, do you have a great support system or what did that look like in the immediate, you know, aftermath, if you will, of your um, accident, what kind of support do you have to be able to have that positive mindset? Right. So very early on when I was a child, my mom was like, excuse me, very early on, my mom uh, was very adamant about uh, who she spent time with. And I've noticed that growing up, like, we, when she would have a negative emotion towards someone, she would choose to spend time, less time in that area, just because she knew it was damaging for her. And I kind of picked up on that. And through the years of 
you know, just having a little bit of experience with people and influence. Um, I've noticed how to pick and choose who I spend my time with, who's pushing me forward, who's, you know, building that momentum, that snowball towards the, maybe the more positive, the more moving forward mindsets. Mm -hmm. And so I've been very fortunate to be able to distinguish between that and maybe the not so forward moving ideas or what people think of. Um, and so I've put myself in circles where I move forward with the people around me. And so when I broke my neck, it wasn't all really that hard because when I joined the Air Force, I sought out those people and I joined a community that was very forward moving, regardless of excuses, um, what, what choices you have made in the past. It was all like, hey, we're gonna go after it right now. You can either get on the train with us or choose something different. Yeah. Um, so I was very fortunate and blessed to be able to have the great support system already in place just because of the choices that I made to choose to, um, to be with the people that I was with. And so, uh, I mean, regardless of if I had the injury or not, I've, I think personally that I have one of the greatest support systems out there. That's awesome. Michael, how old are you? I'm 21. Okay. So mom did something right for sure <laughs> because yeah and that's a big lesson to learn um especially at such a young age to understand how important it is to you know surround yourself with people who push you to be the best version of yourself and hold you accountable to your your progress and the things that you want in life i love that my husband will love this podcast episode because he just functions in that mentality all the time um which is really inspiring too it's also like one of those things where for the rest of us who aren't that way like man how do you do that like how do you just stay it, he calls it positive progression forward he's always has to be like some sort of positive progression and whether small or large you know so I love that and I think that's awesome especially for maybe some of our younger listeners who um, you know, they're in college or they're moving into that like young adult season of their life and they're choosing friends and their friend circle is probably, you know, it kind of shifts a lot in that time frame. So I love that. Where yeah. does God it, fit? Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just going to add on to that, like, especially for the younger listeners out there, um, something that helped me to get, you know, over the hurdle of, I broke my neck, I'm paralyzed right now, um, was just the realization that it's all a choice. And mm -hmm. I broke it down to like, when I was injured, I didn't blame it on somebody else or the universe or the fact that COVID put me in the position that I was in. It came down to, okay, I chose to run out into the beach. I chose to dive in. The result was I broke my neck. Well, you know, sometimes in life stuff happens. Um, and after that, I got to choose again. I chose to have a positive attitude. I chose to, um, you know, get back on my feet. I chose to, you know, everything in life is a choice. And I think that I read somewhere that 70% or more of the thoughts that you have every day are negative in wow. some form or fashion. Um, 
And so just being able to recognize the fact that I was at choice, I think has also helped to overcome, you know, like you said, some people who don't choose, you know, the good stuff every day, just to realize that you have that choice. And that's, I think, half the battle. And if you realize that, I mean, there's nothing out there that you won't be able to choose into to move yourself forward. Yeah. I'm hearing a lot of personal responsibility in this conversation, which is, again, just another like huge, it, in my opinion, it really shouldn't be that big of a deal these days, but it, it kind of is like, um, there's not a lot of, I, I tend to make everything just a little bit political as my listeners probably already know. And personal responsibility is just a huge aspect of growing up and, you know, moving, like you said, moving forward in life, being able to say like, you know, good or bad, I made that decision. I'm going to own it, you know, come what may and then move forward. Um, where does God fit in the puzzle for you in all of this? And how much has your relationship with Christ kind of been strained or been grow? Like, how has it grown? Where have you been mentally from a spiritual perspective throughout all of this? Right. So I don't think it's so much where does God fit in the puzzle so much as it is how do I fit in his puzzle does mm -hmm. that make sense totally because I mean none of none of what I've been able to achieve since the injury or even before the injury would have been possible if if I wasn't willing to step into um just being with him and asking questions and um not from a place of being selfish, but asking from a place of, hey, I want to know that you're there, asking, you know, proof that he's working in my life. And the more that I tend to ask, like, hey, can you give me an example, God, of where you're showing up, the more I see it in everyday life. Um, and like I said, early on, I was very blessed to have the people that I did, the, the choices that I made. Um, and I really think that just being as open as I am to him is one of the reasons that I'm doing, I believe as well as I am like for, for the situation that I'm in, you know what I mean? Like okay. sitting in a wheelchair, not being able to work right now. Um, all that sort of stuff. God's blessed me with, um, a lot. Yeah. Do you, just being candid and honest, did you, I know you said you don't, you didn't really have dark days or bad days per se, but did you ask God, why did you have, did you have kind of those more of like a wrestle with God type, you know, moment? I like to say that we fight almost daily. <laughs> um, and I have a very competitive spirit and I think, um, I know that he blessed me with that, um, but also he's my number, I mean, besides my twin. Well, I think my twin's number two, but he's the person that I wrestle with the most. Like, I don't think that I would have a strong faith if I didn't ask why, literally all the time. Mm -hmm. Why does this happen? Why did this happen? Why? And to be able to ask that question with a, with a sense of mind that, you know, hey, if I'm going to ask this question, I also get to be open to receiving an answer and not just shut off. Like I see so many people um, say, Oh, I'm waiting for God to give me an, a sign. Oh, I'm waiting for like, 
for me, he shows signs almost immediately after or before I ask the question why. Yeah. Like something will happen and then I'll wait a couple days or something and be like, why? And then think back on it and like, oh, he already answered the question before I even asked it. Wow. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's been really great to have him to fall back on in this, in this time of not only the fact that there's a global pandemic going on, right? But right. also like for me, a lot of people said, oh, 2020 was the worst year ever, like in the history of whatever. And I mean, I could have said that as well. Like I had a friend pass away um, during a training exercise that we all dropped off the same boat. 40 of us dropped off, 30 of us, 39 of us came back. And that was really tough. Um, I obviously broke my neck. You know, I couldn't see family for a while because of COVID restrictions while I was in the hospital. Um, nobody was allowed in or out. So I had to visit through a, a fence six feet apart. Um, I wasn't able to see my girlfriend for 11 months. She just, she just came down this past week. So that was a blessing, but. Uh, wow. Yeah. So God, I mean, like you said, the personal responsibility piece of that um, and God being there and me being open to what he's telling me, what he's leading me through, what he's giving me these opportunities for, mm. um, that in conjunction with the personal responsibility, I'm, I'm, I'm just so blessed to be able to, to have done the things I've done, the, the attitude that I've been able to keep and uh, yeah. That's awesome. You keep using the word, I'm in a wheelchair now. I'm not working right now. Is there a medical plan to get you back on your feet? It sounds like you've got some hope and some miracles here. So another way that I'm, you know, wrestling with God right now is asking him, hey, if it is your plan for me to walk again, that's great. I mean, I'm all for that. If it's yeah. not, okay, it's your plan. You know way more than I do. Um, and right now, I know that I can serve people. Maybe not better, but in a capacity that I understand a little bit more walking. Mm. That being said, I'm asking every single day, is it your plan? Is it your plan? Is it your plan? Um, and until I get a solid definitive answer, I'm just going to keep working on walking again. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and so far, he has led me to place after place of therapy and rehab and opportunity. Right now, the plan is um, there's a VA in Richmond, Virginia. Mm -hmm. And so I'm active duty military. So if I went there, it would be, you know, fully paid for. That does a process called epidural neurostimulation. And long story short, there are pieces in here that work and pieces down below that will work. There's this part that doesn't. What this process would do is help to connect those two pieces with stem cells from my own body um, to help reconnect and fire those to connect to work, um, giving me the ability to walk and have more function. And there's a long list of what that can create. But uh, as of right now, that's the, that's the best um, plan of action that I have moving forward. Nice. And you, you're intending on moving forward with that? 
Absolutely. Yeah. As long as, you know, there's no divine intervention where God's like, maybe, maybe not right now, maybe later. Yeah. Um, I'm the type of person to go out and get and do and be, um, be and then do and then have. So, yeah. Um, and you think that stems from like your upbringing in like sports and like the scouts and that sort of thing? Where did that like tenacious nature come from, do you think? The origination of that tenacious nature, I think, was divine. I mean, mm-hmm. nothing about me is, is based in one thing or another. I've had a lot of experiences throughout the years that have helped me to get to where I am today. Um, a large part of it, though, is due to my upbringing. Um, there was also a leadership camp that I attended about four years ago now um, that did help as well. Um, just coming from a place of personal responsibility and um, possibility rather than probability, that that camp definitely helped to um, to boost my attitude. I definitely wouldn't be, you know, doing as much as I am without having been there. Um, so that I attribute a lot of that to that. But ultimately, like I said, it's it's divine. Like I was put here for a reason. I have a purpose. God is using me to, I don't understand it right now, the inspirational piece of it. Like I'm very new to Michael, you're inspirational. Michael, you're like, you know, the list is extensive of what people have told me Mm. um, that I can help them with. Mm. And I think it's a, it's a tool for God to help humble me in a way. Sure. Like Michael, you don't know how many people you're you've touched. And you know, it's through him, for him, all of that. Um yeah, I forgot the question. I was just going. <laughs> I, I hey, that's all good. No, I love it. So does it make you feel like uncomfortable when people say you inspire them, or it's just like a it's a new kind of avenue for you? I'm not gonna lie, it's really uncomfortable sometimes. <laughs> especially when and I love them I love them all right I I appreciate it I'm I'm very upfront and like thank you I you don't know how much that means to me but sometimes like my grandparents are probably one of my biggest supporters and they are both a part of I think four different Bible studies and so they know a lot of older people and so when I'm walking around in town or rolling around in town soon to be walking I just randomly have people go, oh, Michael, is that you? Like, I've been thinking about you and I've never met these people before in my life. Aww. And all of a sudden they're like telling me my life story. And it's just, it's just, it's a little weird, but it's uh, yeah, it's definitely better than just, you know, walking down the street and getting into getting a look or something. I think that's yeah. just me. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you my youngest son, and I mean, it doesn't compare, but for the sake of the conversation. Uh, My youngest son is on the autism spectrum. And I'm just like having to navigate some of those challenges over the last several years has really stepped up my faith as well. Um, And it's been really interesting to see him grow and progress and do really well in life. And just see how he has inspired people as a five-year-old, you know, just 
doing the things that, you know, God really created him to do, but that are kind of above and beyond what some people expected of him um, because of his diagnosis. Do you find that, do you find that you're getting looks? Do you find that you're like, do you like, what, how does that make you feel? Are you like, do you brush it off? I'm sure that's like, got to be different because it's not something you grew up with. It'd be different. I think if you had been, you know, in a wheelchair your whole life, this is like a whole new kind of season for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I always love to make jokes and, you know, Josh with people and, and have that sort of attention, you know, yeah. as like a funny guy, not taking anything way too seriously um, other than like competitive stuff like sports. Uh, but that's like the kind of attention that I'm used to. Um, I was always pretty, pretty athletic growing up. I never really had a problem doing things physically. Um, and so that shift from being able to do literally everything on my own to having to get help dressing in the morning is kind of a shift. Um, and so, yes, I do think that I'm more conscious of not necessarily the stares, but the curiosity that people have. Like if I saw somebody and I was like walking around, if I saw somebody in a wheelchair, I'd take more than a second to probably glance not out of a place of just, you know, disgust or anything of, oh, that's person's in a wheelchair, oh, that sucks. But like out of curiosity, you know, for me at least, I mean, when something's not normal, I tend to look and be inquisitive of it. So um, I'm not, when people do stare or they ask questions or it's a little uncomfortable looking at me for a little while and I notice it, I'm not, you know, I get it. People have never seen it before are interested, but usually I just try and answer any questions that they have or, you know, try and set a, if they've never seen a person in a wheelchair before, give their first experience as something positive so that the next time they see somebody, maybe they're, you know, a little bit more accepting or whatever that looks like. Yeah. I'm hearing the word positive from you a lot and I absolutely love it, I have to say. Well, what does the future look like then for Michael Ballou? Um, are you, ask, are you asking <laughs> from a, a vision standpoint that I have or Let's more do of both. like Let's both? do both. Cause I wanna hear about your vision but I also wanna hear about your sweet girlfriend too. <laughs> right, gotcha, so Aubrey. <laughs> Let me start with that because okay. I think I'm in love more with that idea than, than my personal vision. Um, but she is, so, so to introduce her, we met at this leadership camp that I attended back. So four years ago, I went to it first time. It was in a summer camp in Colorado. I live in a little bit of a flight um, but the second year I went, I staffed it and I was the assistant chief of staff and I knew literally every other staff member because I went to camp the summer before, but she was at a baton twirling competition, an international baton twirling competition. So we didn't get to meet. And then I met her that week, 2018. Well, part of this camp was you get very emotional 
there's an opportunity to get very emotional at this camp and you break through a lot of, you know, programs that you might have or whatever to, to kind of grow. It's a leadership development opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. So obviously that brings about a certain level of emotion and to kind of keep it wholesome and to keep the intention clear, there's a rule against um, what they call purple or boys and girls in the same vicinity kind of, you know, um, being alone because that, you know, we, we all know that. Cloud the judgment a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the phrase is no purple. Okay. Blue and pink. You know what I mean? So I <laughs> um, the moment that we met, I still remember I was in a hotel and we were, you know, in the lobby or whatever, or she was in the lobby. I was coming down the glass elevator and I saw her and all my friends and I knew literally every single one of their names. There were like 20, 25 people there. And she was the only one that I didn't notice. And I instantly I was like, she is number one, too good for me, which I've changed my thinking around that a little bit. <laughs> and two, like one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my life. And we hit it off. We did really well. I apologized to her at the end of camp because I was flirting with her the whole time. <laughs> and I cleared that with her. I was like, look, I'm sorry. Um, that was a, there's a really funny story behind that. Um, but I'll get into that later. Uh, and I flew to her house the very next week mm -hmm. and we started dating. Um, and we've been long distance ever since. She lives in Florida and I live in Alabama. Um, it's been two and a half years. We had a, we had a, a hiccup. I had a hiccup personally when my when my buddy died. Mm -hmm. I wasn't taking that too well. And so we took a break, but her dedication to me through the injury, through the military, through literally everything. I mean, the longest we've seen each other, I think was 28 days straight. And it's been months at a time, usually in between those visits. Um, but she is all the way there for me. We were having a conversation last night actually about my vision and what I want my future to look like with her in it, obviously. And I was asked, I was telling her about this stuff and she was smiling at me and looking at me on FaceTime and and I was like, what do you think? What, you know, what do you think? Would you want this, this, and this, and, and all that stuff? And I was talking about like a house on a lake, you know, getting a helicopter, a boat, having big goals, big yeah. dreams, right? And she looks at me, she goes, as long as it's with you, I don't really, it doesn't matter. And my heart like melted because Yeah, she's just, she's really special. She's, yeah. Aw, you guys are cute. <laughs> uh, my husband and I have been married 15 years this year. Actually, that's not true. 13 years we've been married, been together 15 years. Congratulations. Thank you. And, you know, there's nothing like having that person in your corner, like forever. Um, and knowing that no matter what, that person is going to help you be the best version of yourself, kind of push you to that in the most loving way. There's, there's other than your relationship with Christ, there's nothing better than, you know, having your, we call each other our ride or die, you know, like we're, <laughs> like we're in it for the long haul. And um, it's a beautiful thing. And I wish you and Aubrey the best. I know you guys aren't quite there yet, but super excited for, for that future for you guys. 
And then your vision, other than helicopters and lake houses, um, <laughs> what else do you foresee? And, and walking, right? I know that's on your, your to-do list. Yeah. So a lot, right? I mean, obviously I've talked about lake houses, helicopters, <laughs> all that stuff. Um, but big picture, I am going to join or re-enlist to the Air Force and pursue the job that I was going in for, which is, um, you know, I'm not, I can't, I can't say too much about it, um, but it's a specialized job within the Air Force that um, it's one of those, it's a very important job. Um, and they, like I said, when, when I joined the Air Force, I looked for a community that, you know, helps support and bring um, bring about your best self, you know what I mean? And I found them and I'm very excited I'm going back. Um, obviously, um, making the girlfriend a missus uh, <laughs> sometime. I'm not going to say too much about it because I know she'll probably listen to this, but. Um, <laughs> hey, Aubrey. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So is the job that you're looking to go back and do something you can do in a wheelchair? No. Not at all. You must, I mean, again, without going into too much detail, you have to lift a lot of weight mm. and be, I mean, I have the, I, and for the guys that might be listening to this, I think I have the smarts to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I definitely know that I have the determination to do it. Um, and the biggest challenge to overcome right now is the physical ability to be able to do the job you have to lift a lot of weight you have to run really fast be able to hold your breath for a long period of time um and do crazy things like jump out of airplanes yeah um and you know crazy stuff crazy stuff that i'm looking to get back into i love that you've not been deterred from that at all <laughs> like that is still no in your your sights that's so awesome yeah absolutely i don't know if you can see this picture right here yeah but this was a picture that my team made the week that i was i was in combat dive school um and that that's my dive team and honestly those men are the reason and the men that are in the community are the reason that i mean there's no there's I don't have a choice. I don't think to be, you know, to be back there or not. Like that's, that's what God has put on my heart. That's where I belong. And that's, I don't deserve to be there. And that's one of the greatest things. Like it's one of those places that you don't deserve the job. The job. Yeah. It is earned. That's awesome. Some some grace there. The hundred percent. That's one thing that I love about it. That's awesome. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Well, before we kind of end for today, do you have anything else you want to share? Any words of wisdom, or just you know something that you want people to take away from your story? Um, I think today, because <laughs> I've had this question asked to me a lot. But um, I think today, the thing that's resonating with me is 
just remember that you're always at choice. Regardless of the circumstance, regardless of the situation, regardless of who did what to you or for you or with you or what happened to you, whatever, you're always at choice. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that helps has helped me get this far. Um, and it's one of the things that will help me, you know, get back on my feet, get back into the career field that I was talking to you about. Um, keep a fantastic relationship with my, my lovely lady. Um, and, you know, with Christ. Absolutely. I love it. Well, if you guys want to support Michael, um, we are doing these awesome shirts at peacelovetshirt.com. You can check it out. It says no bad days. It's got Michael's initials on it. And then we've got Jeremiah 29, 11. Is this, is that a life verse for you? Or did Michelle pick that for you? It's, <laughs> it's something that fit with the no bad days concept. Yeah. Love that verse. And, and as, I've been making, that. as we've been making now, I'm just reading it over and over and over again. And it's such, it's just a great verse to kind of have washed over you in your life. So thanks so much, Michael, for your time today. I really appreciate it. I'm wishing you obviously all the best in your future, physically, in your relationships, in your career. Thank you for being an inspiration, whether you like it or not. Um, we really appreciate hearing your story because you're a hundred percent right. You know, it is about making that choice and day in and day out, we're choosing positive thoughts. We're choosing to stay centered in Christ. You can choose obviously to go in another direction. Your life is just honestly not going to be as fulfilled and as full. So I appreciate you bringing that message to my, my people today. And, um, I look forward to just continuing to support you and everything you've got going on in the future. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Yes. All right. Well, thanks again, Michael. We'll see ya. Thank you, Brittany. Hey friends. Thanks so much for watching. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please make sure to like and subscribe to this channel and hit that little notification bell. So, you know, every time I post something new, of course, check out Peace Love t-shirts as well. That's where you can get all of our Life Jesus style gear and all my favorite people gear. Thanks for tuning in and I hope to see you next time.